Passports, please. I have a banana. My whole weekend is ruined. Hung him for 28 days. Leader of Britain. Destroyer of the NHS. Should I kill myself? And, um... I can only get jobs when I can't see my face. <laughs> When the United States dropped the first atomic bomb on Japan, everything changed. Mm -hmm. A few years later, Russia developed atomic weapons of its own. And in the Cold War that followed, the world lived in fear of nuclear conflict. Oh, no. When you hear the attack warning, you and your family must take cover at once. Mm. Russia and the United States were eventually compelled to draft a set of rules to avoid catastrophe. But President Trump has announced he wants to pull out of a key agreement the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty. <laughs> Russia has not, unfortunately, honored the agreement, so we're going to terminate the agreement. We're going to pull out. But do we really need nuclear treaties? And should we be scared of a nuclear war? You had a good week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I heard a bit about this. It didn't really bother me that much. Oh, I just, I just find it really funny. I just find it really funny. Uh, but uh, I need to. Should you be terrified <laughs> of nuclear war? Um, well, yes, but just not all the time. Just yeah. Uh, but this is basically because um, all became about because you know the doomsday clock. Do you know the doomsday clock? Is it counting down to the end of the world? I think so. Yeah. Where like the the actual time? Hang on, that's broken now. That's broken, as in it's loose or something, or it's snapped. It's not snapped. Cool. Just being <laughs> the underneath broke. Yeah. Fair enough. What happened last time? Okay, try that. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so nuclear war. So doomsday clock. Yeah. You know, microphone stands break. You know, rhythm breaks. Yeah, but we uh, we do our best to get it back on track. Yeah, there's uh, this thing called the Doomsday Clock, which counts, which tells the time, and depending on that time, it's the end of the world. Right. Um, I didn't really understand this, but apparently, the clock is in the worst position it's ever been. Face <laughs> of the sun, I can't even see it. It's two minutes to midnight, <laughs> and I think midnight is like we're all dead. Right. So I'll go into brief about the, what the Doomsday Clock is before returning to that. Uh, the new abnormal uh, the world is facing from risks like nuclear war and climate change has led the Doomsday Clock to be frozen at the closest it has ever been to midnight. But two minutes. Right. They unveiled it. The clock created by the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists in 1947 <laughs> warns of impending disasters. Who decides? That's like what a weather time vein. It is. <laughs> It's like a weather vane. It's just like, uh, it's going to rain. You're, uh, you're all going to die. Yeah, but that's, it's, but, but on this, it's like, it's based on political opinion. Well, apparently it's based on, um, yeah, just based on fear. Yeah. Basically, all it is. In 20, the 20, well, it's you will 2019 call it a setting. doomsday clock. <laughs> we don't want to be What's dramatic. What's this day going to be like? Doom. <laughs> Oh, I love Doom. Prefer Quake. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Bring back the 90s. <laughs> yeah. uh, this, no, the 2019 setting, two minutes to midnight, was announced on Thursday. Staying in the same previous position it was last year. Didn't even change. <laughs> I think we covered this as well like, like last year at some point. Um, yeah, the BAS, which is the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, BASS, <laughs> we're BASS, uh, normali has warned that we are normalising a very dangerous world. This isn't normal! <laughs> it's two minutes! To what? <laughs> Doom! 
It marks only the third year the clock has been so close to midnight. Get this talk. It's just a fucking clock. First reaching position in 1953 after the US and the Soviet Union tested highly destructive hydrogen bombs. Right. So, oh, hydrogen bombs. Well, the time's changed. So now it's now two minutes to midnight. So where do you want it? Half six? I don't, just... I don't know. Does this take into account Greenwich Mean Time? I don't know. I, oh, oh God! Now we're an hour worse. Uh, though unchanged from 2018, the setting should not be taken as a sign of stability, but as a stark warning to leaders and citizens around the world. So it was at this setting last year, and everything was fine. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that everything was fine, but we're here. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody died. Still going. Uh, with it's too volatile and too dangerous to accept. Two minutes to midnight. Um, we're playing Russian roulette with humanity. I, I, I don't know. Is is this based off of the clock, or is this we are we are what was it playing Russian roulette with humanity, and that's about two minutes to midnight. <laughs> I don't understand. It feels like a color, midnight blue. Two minutes to it. Yeah, like call me an <laughs> idiot, but like I can't really see what's happened that's... based on a clock, and it's not even a full clock. Like they unveiled it, it was one quarter of a clock. Well, that's biased. That's just that's wrong. horrifically biased. Time's not a yeah. Time's not a pizza slice it's it's really morbid like it's yeah, just up time. What's, what's the word pessimistic you tell me it <laughs> do, can never just be clock. like quarter past three well in this situation it was two minutes to midnight so i right. guess they just went oh we just need that wasn't that That's a cold one war hand, thing well. yeah i think it was developed in the cold war right That's what they were saying and then everything went fine and now yeah. well they're saying you know u.s north korea relations they're a bit better but uh increased carbon emissions whoa, that caused problems uh, nuclear weapons and climate change are the two major ongoing threats to mankind and warn the risks were being exacerbated by the increased use of information warfare to undermine democracy around the world. Right. So not quite one to midnight. No. Let's say two to midnight. Um, a representative... I think I wrote this. Yes. <laughs> Makes more sense. <laughs> I wrote this bit. A representative of the apocalypse clock stated, "It's a t- and this is a quote from him, it's a terrible world in which rage and fantasy replace truth. He's talking about society, not the clock that he's imagined yeah. <laughs> Stop replacing fantasy with the clock and then saying it's a true clock. You yeah. can't. Uh, when it debuted, the clock's hand stood at seven minutes to midnight. Ooh. When it debuted. <laughs> and <laughs> clock. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing for the first time, clock. The clock of doom. <laughs> Can't wait to die. Yeah, the clock's uh, design was conceived by an artist named Martel Langsdorf. Uh, she wanted to illustrate impassioned observations she had heard from scientists. So it's a fucking art project. Yeah. <laughs> it's like saying um, how much beans are in this massive tin of soup. And it's just that massive tin of soup painting. Oh, they're, oh yeah. they're 90% full. Bloke. Um, Campbell's. Uh, uh, impassioned observations she heard from scientists about the consequences of the world's first atomic weapons. Today, the board, the board of people made up of physicists and environmental scientists from around the world, decides whether to adjust the clock in consultation with the group's board of sponsors, which include Nobel laureates. Aren't they writers? Yeah. Consult J.K. Rowling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or people like that. She's to grips with reality. Just seems weird, especially when they're talking about how people keep on believing fantasy instead of truth. It's like, well, then stop telling them it's two minutes to midnight when it's half five in the morning and you're telling us everyone's going to die. Stop getting novelists to speak about fact. Yeah, just chill out. Just chill out. Uh, Anyway, uh, there's a bit more um, on that, I think. More doom. So what does this mean? There are fears that the whole system of arms control could unravel... Another key agreement, the New START Treaty, 
which limits long-range nuclear weapons, expires in 2021. <laughs> Moscow and Washington could agree to extend this, but if mistrust grows between them and this falls apart too, then for the first time since 1972, the long-range strategic arsenals of Russia and the United States will no longer be constrained by any arms control agreement. I really don't think it matters. Well, the thing, the thing that I find hilarious is that this treaty, which is basically set up with some countries, not all countries, because one of the points they make about why we've got this agreement not to have long-range nuclear weapons pointing at each other. Yeah. Like, China, apparently China's never been a part of that agreement. Right. So, like... So they're just, like... There's, like, it's mainly, like... It was, I think it was, like, the Cold War, so it was, like, oh, let's not have... Let's reduce the range of our missiles. Yeah. So that we can't kill each other. That's the agreement. And China yeah. was, like, hey, sounds great if you do that. <laughs> we'll have fun you know so like one of the arguments is like well china's not in it so let's get rid of it but what i find funny is that because i understand it's in order to make any contract you've got to put it within a certain time frame yeah. but saying let's not have long-range missiles pointing at each other until 2021 then we'll see what's going on <laughs> i just find yeah, that hilarious put a limit like, on it yeah it's instead of like look as a policy let's never <laughs> point nuclear warheads at innocent people yeah well, give it five years and you know i might want to so the thing is you have to <laughs> for safety's sake yeah you kind of you have to match or try to match the firepower of everyone else yeah and that's the thing they're and saying like not, oh yeah sure it's but not range. because you've got the intention of firing them it's, it's mutually assured destruction yeah it's it, yeah. it's to in, it's it's to stop them firing on you yeah but then I think it's kind of like a gentleman's agreement of like, no no weapons, just yeah. fisticuffs. Seems yeah. to be like the whole, let's keep it under, I think it was like 500 kilometers. Oh, right. Just, you know, reduce right. it to that. So yeah. not over that and we'll be fine. <laughs> and then they come to 20, getting close and they're like, the Russia says, uh, no. Yeah. Then America goes, uh, then no as well. Yeah. Then the whole world's just slowly building back up to another Cold War. <laughs> just, it just seems, <laughs> it's just the arbitrary admin side of peace. Yeah. Peace until Monday. <laughs> yeah, Monday, we'll see what's going on. Meanwhile, or 50 years. North Korea, throw another one over the border. Get it now. Well, wasn't it? I think Hong Kong was owned by Britain and it had a contract of like 100 years. We owned Hong Kong for 100 years. Right. Oh, yeah. And, we... and then recently it expired. Yeah. And Hong Kong was like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And Britain was like, no, nah, you go on. You, you have a good time. Yeah, you know, and like release them because yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. if it, it would be it more was... too empirical or whatever, imperial yeah. to kind of. Well, I think a lot of the people you. in Hong Kong, I think it might have been Hong Kong, were worried because they're right next to China, mm. so they were thinking like, "Well, China's just gonna be like mine." China's got long-range missiles that they're not limited <laughs> by in any way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like it just seems weird. It has to happen because you can't say we own you forever. Yeah, because we might one they might not want to own you forever, and you know it's one of those things. Where it's like well, you have to kind of put eight, a hundred years. Why not? Yeah, and then with peace, it's like ah, oh, five, maybe fifty years. Yeah, and it's just all the world just comes together and says, you know what? Let's not kill each other for like six years. No, no, no. All right, all right, four years. <laughs> you know they have to come up with some kind of negotiation where how much they can put up with their neighbors being a prick. Yeah, and be like, no, I think at that point I'd like to rethink. I'd like to know that I can at least point a gun at my neighbour and be like, fuck off. And then we yeah. can renegotiate. Yeah. It's a weird, it's just a weird kind of admin thing. But it's two minutes to midnight. 
Um, so, oh, I've actually got all these notes on that that I completely forgot about. But that's basically the deal. Um, this is what Vladimir Putin said about the whole thing. Our American partners announced that they are suspending their participation in the treaty, and we are suspending it too. All of our proposals in this sphere, as before, remain on the table. The door for talks are open. So Putin seems quite, oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's fine. I mean, we'd be open to He's talk. He's always seemed we? very reasonable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bombing syria and yeah being a dick <laughs> so yeah he's like oh no yeah we know america's not going to back down now that they've said they're going to back down so <laughs> we know they're going to back tanks. down now they said so yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah we, we took georgia it's fine everything's fine it's just georgia they did it with that other one a while ago didn't they not long, like a everywhere. couple of years ago i don't know everywhere but yeah so doomsday clock mm. um, the, the problem with doomsday is um of course now you get the horse of the apocalypse right you know 13 of them which is a lot of horses is it 13 Thanks for playing. Uh, oh. No, originally it's four horses, but really, <laughs> when you think about it, it's 13. And I can prove it to you. Okay. Uh, we've got the first horse. No, um... <laughs> so we want missiles. Uh, they, they want missiles. I mean, why can't everyone just have missiles? Nuclear winter. Nuclear winter's horse one. <laughs> this is going to take a while, isn't it? Uh, it might do. Um, I'll skim through quite a lot of <laughs> quite a few but after i read that i started looking through the notes that i'd made that week and i was like you know what it might be the apocalypse we might be two minutes to midnight because there's a lot of stuff going down that seems to be pretty fucking intense i mean you know uh, the isle of white got in trouble this week do you know about that you heard about this um isle of white um they do a festival every year i think it's called the isle of white festival i don't know if you know this creative out of 29 acts on that bill uh, only seven of them are women and one of them you know isn't white <laughs> white people uh, <laughs> that's horse that's horse two <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, it's just one of those things where you go this, is, this seems stupid yeah it is but it's just one of those weird I mean what are they what, I don't understand what the deal is I don't understand what they want I don't understand I mean it's yeah it's the same old story still of like they don't want the most popular artists for the most people yeah they want a select demographic of they want to s- split the demographics into certain well, it's just, trees it's really dumb you're putting the blame on the wrong people like if you want to say well like there's like female artists or female bands or f- female front mm. bands or uh, or, or, or like uh, bands of like black people aren't pushed enough like aren't promoted mm. enough. It's not a festival's job to promote a band. Yeah, it's a festival's job to promote a festival. Well, it's and the they same do thing. that by getting the biggest acts. Yeah, it's, now, it's in their wanted, intention. You can put that blame back on the uh, on the studios and on producers and everything like that for for, for not for, for not pushing those demographics. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's they are motivated, assuming to sell the most tickets. That there are there there are people of that persuasion ta- that are talented. And yeah. and making their way through it, but you can't force it. And yeah. there are a lot more now than there used to be. It's just people want everything now. Well, I don't I don't even know. I think I think it's um, people confusing having to prove something incorrect. Instead, they're trying to prove that something exists, which indirectly suggests that some. Like, if you ask someone, prove to me that I'm here. You go like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you prove to me that you aren't here because mm. we're working on the assumption that you are here in order to have this conversation. So yeah. if you prove to me that you aren't here, 
I think. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> Did I just walk into this room? Um, yeah, there's something. Yeah, basically, you can't prove a negative. Yeah. So therefore, you couldn't prove that you weren't here. It's one of those. Yeah. Right. You can't prove the exist. You can't prove the non-existence of God. Right. It's up to people to prove the existence of God. That's the argument I was trying to paraphrase. Yes. But I failed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's people saying that, um, well, you know, there's 29 acts and seven of them are women and only one of them is not white. Okay. Mm. What are you saying? Well, well, you're not saying anything, are you? You're just stating statistics. Well, go start and you're a trying festival, to then. trying to indirectly suggest that the festival is racist and sexist yeah is that what you're doing because if you're doing that then you should do it more directly than saying mm, well there's not enough women yeah you go no, are you calling them sexist or not it's like no i'm just saying it's like okay but it doesn't mean anything it go and make a festival anything. about discrimination wherein you only hire black people and women go yeah and, go and go and do that like it's not not a problem you're perfectly within your right to do that but you'll be fucking shooting your argument in the foot because you're discriminating against who you will and just, won't bring it's on just i mean not to go into it too much because you've gone a few times but it's just yeah. it doesn't make any sense at all no like i don't i genuinely don't especially when it comes to music i don't really care what color their skin is how, no. how what chromosomes they have what color their hair or eyes are how tall they are or how overweight they are yeah genuinely don't care but people are putting the importance on these values mm. and you go as soon what, what i've started well what, what i do anyway because it because just because i'm so morally incredible <laughs> i just don't see i don't care about race and i don't care about gender no so if you just remove that if you change gender for hair color and uh what was the other one race for white for eye color and you'd be like your argument just sounds ridiculous mm. but it's the same logic yeah. Well, no, because people with blue eyes haven't got a history. It's like, well, I'm sure you could create a history based on that. Yeah. And white people don't have a history. They're from everywhere. Yeah. Everyone is from everywhere. Yeah. So, like, you're not going to be like, oh, well, this person. Mm, no. I mean, I really, I've been speaking, at, uh, <laughs> I spoke uh, the last couple of weeks about how um, my uh, physique has been, my body, like, being six foot four, kind of being a bit hunched and a bit broken in muscle wise mm. has been because i've been too accommodating to people i realized this week it's because i'm into heavy metal <laughs> you know like most people in the average nightclub when you're dancing you're dancing you're clicking your fingers and stuff from side to side <laughs> or you're doing the bump or whatever the kids are doing these days <laughs> <laughs> and that is upright posture you know that's arthritis yeah. in the clean the fingers or whatever <laughs> but when we dance in we're headbanging like mental yeah. and punching each other in the face <laughs> That's how heavy metal dances. Yeah. And I mean, there's if you go to a heavy metal concert or a festival, they, instead of doing a, I can't remember what people, what do people, normal people do at festivals? Hold up lit lighters for Katy Perry yeah. or something. They, they sit on each other's shoulders. Okay. That's the thing. Yeah, we do Wall of Death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where everybody consensually gets into a pit of, pain and punching and windmill kicks separates out and then just runs head first into somebody else yeah and is like yeah this is great yeah and then if you haven't got the organizational skills or you haven't got enough real fans in you do little mosh pits 
Yeah. Which are circles of death. Not quite walls of death. No. But still, pits. like, essential. Yeah, you got that. And then if there's not enough fans for that, you've got one guy just going mental on his own. Yeah. Just flinging his head limbs. At this. It's just it's the music that we listen to. So after years of headbanging and having whilst having conversations with people, I've just noticed that now my head is in a constant state of banging. So it's just kind of down and, you know, shoulders are ridiculous. My traps are, are muscled purely because of that. Yeah, it's just purely because of listening to good music. Yeah, and just and just having a good time. Yeah, but you know, uh, different people are different. I mean, I can't understand how you can be like, well, if only he listened to enough Ethiopian music, <laughs> then you know, it'd be different. There, there wasn't enough Ugandans uh, yeah. that download two thousand nine, so you need to switch it up. But apparently, there's this, there's a movement for it. There's the announcement comes amid calls to improve diversity on British festival lineups. Several independent events have signed up to the Key Change Initiative which encourages festivals to achieve a 50% gender balance Fuck by off. 2022. Fuck off. Just seems strange. What? Who's leading that? What? Does that person have a passion for music? I'd say no, because they're not looking to promote music. Yeah. They're looking to promote demographics well, the or is- just sexuality or sex or gender or whatever. That's what they're promoting. It's, it's so fucking stupid. These, the, the like... The, the people that come up to you and when you make arguments like this, like, um, mm. and they'll say, um, they'll say like, well, okay, so, so what, what black artists do you listen to? What female bands mm. do you listen to? And I'm like, hang on, aren't you the same fucking people that bitch when someone says, I'm not racist, I've got a black friend. You're doing exactly the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, but just, it, it, it's them putting these people into these groups. Yeah, and you go like, I don't put those people into those. If I if I hear a good band, I don't care. Like I say, what gender, what race, what eye color, don't care. Yeah, whether they're left or right-handed, I just don't care. No, I like the difference. music, but they go well. It has to uh, fit into our agenda. Essentially, at the end of the day, if they're looking to take away music from certain demographics and yeah. give it not demographics, but take away music performances from some performers and give it to other performers yeah. based on genitals, yeah. it just seems like well, this seems. This doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. But hey, and, and and again, you go, what what festivals are doing this? Yeah. I don't think any heavy metal band festivals are going to be doing this. No. Because it's fucking stupid. Yeah. And it's about, all you're doing is trying to give more power to the man. Yeah. Which is like, well, if that's your music taste, okay. If you want to do that, that's fine. But yeah, fucking white people. I mean, there's too many white bands yeah that's one uh, that's another one uh another one uh it's kind of in a similar field um inga ginsburg is um a holocaust survivor who's joined a death metal band okay so that's um so that's three <laughs> senile death metal um she <laughs> said uh, but it's what she says about it. She says, my biggest talent isn't singing, it's surviving. Oh. <laughs> How talented. Yeah, don't join a band then. If you, I'm, you're I'm the singer. just as talented. You're the singer. I um, survived. <laughs> he's so inspirational. I'm assuming that's meant to be she's so insp- inspirational. The New, York's time, the New York Times even did a mini documentary about it in which she admitted, I can't sing, I can't even carry a tune. So heavy metal just kind of works because they don't even have to say any words. What? I don't think you're a fan of no. death metal or heavy metal. They've got some of the most amazing lyrics in the world. Yeah. I think... Uh, some of the most talented vocalists. Yeah, you don't just make noises 
and no. that's how it works. But hey, yeah. um, another uh, how Harbinger. old is she? Uh, 97 it's fine she's not expected to kind of be into this kind of stuff yeah she's not on like a five album contract or anything no maybe one oh because then she'll die. yeah you know what I mean? yeah apocalypse <laughs> um <laughs> in other news Ernest found this i guess this one that kind of pushed me an eco and it's again it's just people being stupid an eco-conscious student has urged peer, her peers to stop buying plastic water bottles Sounds fair. Okay. Uh, arguing that not having a reusable bottle in 2019, you know, is homophobia. <laughs> uh, writing for the tab. <laughs> it's, homophobi- it's homophobic. What? It's the same as homophobia, is what she's saying. What? Ex- oh, well, come on. Can't you see it? It's exactly the same. <laughs> All she's, I think what she's basically saying is. I'm an idiot. <laughs> is she saying that people who aren't aware of the damages to the environment that plastic does ha- must have the same mindset as 30 years ago where homophobia was part of the mindset of 30 years ago. No. Is, I think is what she's basically saying. Do you see any shops <laughs> stocking glass bottles of water? Yeah. I'm pretty sure people would buy it. Don't yeah, be well, fucking stupid. It's just... It's just... It's about think, what's available. It's the same as the argument last week about this, you know, they start trying to get you to carry knives in your phone so you can eat your spaghetti while looking at your phone. You eat spaghetti yeah. with a knife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, it's just like, no, just use a use cutlery that's washable. Yeah. The same as like, if you've got a plastic bottle, number one, you can refill a plastic bottle. Yeah. And number two, just try and promote that instead of saying that people who drink out of plastic are homophobes. Yeah. Because that's just going to confuse people. Yeah, don't be fucking ridiculous. Uh, writing for The Tab, uh, which is something, 19-year-old Anna Vanderpool described people who play plastic bottles as morally corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> and also argued they were wasting money that could be spent on alcohol. You're just... You're, so So many different... Crazy. She's 19. Like, you're just young and stupid, but... It's like, well, how do you expect them to serve without <laughs> yeah. the bar, without without something to put it? In? Well, she says Miss Vanderpool explained that considering how much we know about the dangers of plastic waste, it was time people changed their habits to protect the environment. That's fair enough. Yeah, you want to protect the environment. Yeah, don't use reuse. Yep. Start using With reusable you. bottles. Don't do that. Yep. Annoying as this may be, it is no joke. And everyone has to play their part. Fair enough. If you're willing to make the most simple changes, like not buying plastic bags and owning a reusable bottle, reusable bottle, you need to reevaluate what kind of person you are. No, you don't. Shut up. It's just, it's it's the amount of judgment that's kind of put in there. Because I guess that's what the kind of thing you're like, geez. It's like, you're just judging these people who might not be able to get themselves together to bring in reusable bags and reusable bottles. It's college kids though, isn't it? Yeah, well, even even then, it's your 19. They they pick a fight and then they're like, they're they're all in because they've never lived. Well, like, I, I was thinking a while ago, like, when I was 19, like, it's, you know, some of the thoughts, you, I think I think only now I've kind of reached a point where I'm a bit more balanced. I, I, I trust, I think I'm, I'm a lot more balanced now than I was before. Yeah. As in, I had thoughts before, but they're kind of, like, still mulling over. You should, well, that's the thing. And I you think get to a point, as you get like, older, oh, okay. you just spend more time thinking. More well, you time just, thinking things through. You just not, mature. Yeah. And it's just, all these ideas mature with you. And, and you're... You're you're less susceptible to uh to 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 people kind of um 
brainwashing is the wrong word, but kind of yeah, just, trying to manipulate your point yeah, of view. Yeah, um, be- because you're more secure in yourself. You've decided this is my life. These are my friends. This is this is this is what matters. So you'll you'll take in other people's opinions and everything like that, but they can't mm. just whitewash, convince you of of everything. The thing is, it's not let's not you know it's not condemning her because she's young. If she had a good, if it was a clearly constructed idea, it would be taken seriously as the rest is. But with this one, it's just like she's just incredibly judgmental yeah. and aggressive, and you go, oh, you're probably just. Yeah, that can be excused yeah. because of your age. If a if a seven, if a fifty year old was doing this, you'd be like, this person's crazy. And I think there's there's plenty of um, <coughs> plenty of gay people who've gone through like some pretty fucking rough times. That, Not as bad as plastic. That would that would heartily disagree with her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's just yeah, it's just one of those. Uh, it's just confusing. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> like this. <laughs> Nice plastic bottle, you homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes. Uh, um, okay, in other news, um, a bride and her bridesmaids have been praised online for all wearing dresses designed with pockets. <laughs> pockets. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a big thing. Uh, yeah, no, Vix, Vix talks about it a bit. Cause like, yeah, women's clothing generally they don't have pockets, and if they do, they're really shallow, so they're fucking useless. And okay. I, like, I've like I've looked at even even like jeans where it's sensible like the, to have like decent mm. sized pockets. They're just fuck all to them. They're useless. Yeah, they're all like cosmetic. Yeah, like the lighter pocket just, in men's jeans. Yeah, like, you can use it for some things, but not yeah. really. No. Even if you put a lighter in it, it pokes out, which yeah. maybe it's meant to. Yeah, know, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, no, that is, I und- that's a genuine issue. I'm not sure it fits a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing was, all these dress. well, I didn't realise that it was a big no-no, especially for weddings. Especially when most dresses and bridesmaids and stuff like that are, are specially fit. Yeah. <coughs> um, and in this one... Um, She's basically saying that she decided to ensure her dresses would come with pockets, uh, which are often omitted for women's clothing. My bridesmaids are all beautifully different shapes, so we decided to go with a brand where they could each pick a dress that they felt amazing in and where we could have pockets as well. So it wasn't like all the bridesmaids had to wear the same dress. Yeah, yeah. It was like same colour from different places. Yeah. And you go, yeah, I, that makes sense to me. Cool. I don't understand why it was, why people feel pressured into doing things a certain way it's what's in general. It's traditional. Yeah, it's but that kind of shtick. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, but so's lynching. You know, yeah. lynching's a tradition. <laughs> Good old Christmas lynch. Yeah. Um, you go like, I'm just not going to do that. No. Like, okay. I don't know. I've I've always one of the things. One of the part of the reasons that I'm so departed from sanity or reality, whichever way you want to call it, <laughs> is because I think I just never. I just go, like, what, what, what? I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And people go, no, but you should. You know, you have to. I can't remember one of the things. Don't let your dog vomit in your car. I can't remember. <laughs> Somebody's like, no, it's just, it's there. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just move on. Um, uh, she goes on to say, um, you'd never expect to hire suits for guys and then add pockets as an extra. I think there was an extra five pounds to add pockets to the dresses. Oh. That's what they're saying. So she was like, it was kind of a no brainer. She kind of go, yeah. yeah, but it is also an extra cost for, it's, say it's an extra 50 quid. I don't know how many bridesmaids, there's too many bridesmaids, <laughs> but bride and maids, you yeah, know, maybe it's 20 quid or something yeah maybe it could be fine and you go well why do you need pockets 
I mean, trouser pockets I can kind of get on board with. As in, I I used my trouser pockets, so I can say, yeah, pockets are fine. As far as I'm aware, you use like chest pockets. I think I just use the rings. So you don't have pockets, but you'll have like a special wedding bag. Okay. Where you put your thing. The wedding wheelbarrow. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone got a mint? (laughs) Massive wheelbarrow. Somewhere. (laughs) Massive tree ball. Following the ceremony, Miss Goddard shared a photo of Mrs. Peterson and her bridesmaids on Twitter. The tweet said, my friend got married last month and her dress and the bridesmaids' dresses all had pockets. Uh, huh. The tweet was shared and got 11,000 likes. Ah. Like a little currency. A couple of likes. Yeah. Uh, the response Ooh, to the tweet... Oh, that'll get me through the winter. <laughs> that'll make this marriage work. <laughs> uh, the response to the tweet from such a diverse range of people... I don't so, understand what, what diverse in which way. Look how diverse my <laughs> likes are. What, <laughs> where do you, what are you living in? Well, what is I guess, this world? I guess global, where diversity strange. being different areas of the world. Maybe. Yeah. And it goes beyond weddings. Women's clothing simply doesn't empower women as much as it should. I don't know. It just seems weird. It seems it something doesn't click there. But yeah. then you go, maybe clothes empower people. But it's it's maybe it's pretty stupid. It's like well, the clothes that these people offer don't empower women. That's all you're saying because well, you're deciding what is and isn't wedding well, it's clothes like, a because pa- it's your fucking wedding. There are power ties. I've never felt like someone that. wearing a power tie is more powerful. I don't really know what a power tie is. I just, just know I don't. A, it's have just one. a strong colored tie. Oh, like a big red tie. Oh. Like a deep but bright yeah. tie. <laughs> <laughs> and I can understand that some people get confidence from body... Get body confidence from different places. They get it from clothes. You know, I look good in this, X, Y, Z. So yeah. that happens and maybe that gets affected by that. So, you know, maybe the pockets are the difference. Yeah. Maybe you can carry around some heroin in your, in <laughs> in your, your pockets. Pocket. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Uh, pockets are such a tiny issue in comparison to the oppression of women globally. This went weird. But I think it plays into a much deeper misconception that women should look good rather than be practically equipped. But why should we have to choose? Well, I think everyone should choose about being practical or good or... What's it called? when you, The way you look vain. Practical or vain. Yeah. I think everyone can should have that choice. Yeah. And I agree that if you go to a shop and all the clothes don't have pockets and if you wanted to add it, they'd have to charge you something the, for the it. The thing I, d- I don't... Un- I don't quite understand about this is that markets are driven by consumers and it's not men that are buying women's clothes. So at mm. some point, women are make Well, along the long line as fashion's evolved and whatever, women have made choices on a mass scale that have decided these things. Mm. At some point, yeah. someone will have offered something with big pockets and it won't have sold as well as the one with small pockets. Maybe, but then you've got... This, you can say the same thing about cigarettes, couldn't you? Yeah. It's just nobody really came up with an alternative that people... That worked. Yeah. Even if people... I mean, there was asbestos cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, I don't... That I don't, worked. Yeah, Everyone died. I don't think it went very well. But, <laughs> like, cigarettes, like, makes no sense. People are just in the tradition of buying them. That's what people smoke. That's what you offer if someone comes around. Becomes kind of the cultural norm. Yeah. And then it's only through education that people kind of start to go, oh... This doesn't make me feel good, no. and this causes X, Y, Z. So then people start to disassociate, and then you start to look into alternatives and that. So it could be that was, there was never a woman's dress with pockets because people just got used to not having them. Yeah. But then you go, well, this is a good time to introduce it. Then mm. try it out. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, could be good to kids go, go with it. I'm not sure whether it's oppressed. That's the thing that I'm. I feel that's a big word for for not having pockets. Yeah. If you've got no pockets, if you've got no nowhere to keep your change. 
Yeah. Are you oppressed? You are. Seems strange. If you have a choice, you're not oppressed. I mean, you're being treated differently, but are you being treated worse? I don't know whether it's better or worse to have difference. I mean, I know men that still carry bags of some kind. Yeah. Or cars or whatever that keep stuff in. I don't know whether. And you, yeah, there's it, it. It's not oppressed. You're being treated differently, but um, given the amount of stuff that um, women usually tend to bring around with them on a regular time, anyway, I'm not sure whether pockets would be enough. That's another thing. Um, it'll they'll be, legitimately carry around other stuff, not just like oh, a... women will be women. It's like no, like you might need to carry around your rape alarm. You might not want to keep that in your pocket. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be there will be a big correlation between. Um, the amount of people that carry bags like because you could say that you could you could, you could easily argue that um men have big pockets a because we generally care more about practicality than we do about the way something looks um and and, and b we don't carry a bag around with us it's never been within our um our culture our nature to to carry a bag around with us all well, just the time in different situations Whereas I mean, women are not expected to but they choose to Mm. On a mass scale, like every woman has a fucking handbag, so maybe pockets have been deemed less important by the people who are designing clothes for them. Well, there's just there's also the belief that you shouldn't need anything to look after yourself. It's not like we need plasters or medical stuff, yeah. Because we go, well, we shouldn't need it. Like, yeah, but if you were diabetic, you would always carry around your insulin pen or whatever. Yeah, and so therefore you'd always be carrying it around in something, and so therefore you'd always be carrying something. Mm. It's like as soon as you need to carry stuff around then you start having a bag. Yeah. And I just carried... I rode motorcycles for years. So I always had a bag on me. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is handy. I've got loads of stuff in here. Yeah. So now I just carry stuff around. But yeah, I'm just not quite sure it's a pressure. And then if it is, I think that's a sign of the apocalypse. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Next, a three-year-old boy who survived two nights alone in the woods in freezing conditions has told the police and family he was helped out by a friendly bear. As it turned out, okay. help, perhaps real, perhaps imaginary, but certainly useful, was at the hands in the, in was at hand in those woods in North Carolina, a state that is home to plenty of black bears. Oh, Craven County, <laughs> <laughs> Craven County Sheriff Chip Hughes said Casey, the child, did say that he had a friend in the woods that was a bear, and that was with him. The claim was reportedly repeated by the boy's aunt Bri- Brianna Hathaway. He said he hung out with a bear for two days. <laughs> Hathaway wrote in a Facebook post. God sent him that bear. God sent him a friend to keep safe. God is God is a good God. Yeah. What if God had sent him a grizzly bear? <laughs> just, Pretty sure. It's a whole statement. It just sounds like somebody who doesn't believe the kid. It's just like, okay. Um, yeah. God sent him a good friend. God sent him a friend to keep safe. Can we see the bear? Uh, oh. God is a good God. Yeah. And uh, miracles do happen. And yeah. some miracles are bears. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. Why not? Uh, I need to scroll. bears and kids Um, (laughs) some of the segments aren't great Um, Trevor once dubbed the world's loneliest duck has died after being attacked by dogs (laughs) Trevor the lonely duck um (laughs) he was on a remote pacific island that he called home Trevor was something of a local celebrity in the tiny nation of Nguyen for being the only bird of his kind on the island. He arrived in 2018, but no one really knows how he got there. 
<laughs> it's like a remote island northeast of New Zealand. Just right. like a really small island. Just, just one duck. Just one duck. He showed. Uh, he lived in a puddle during his life, where he was regularly oh, fed and taken care of by locals. A puddle. That's that's Trevor's puddle. It's on an <laughs> island. Is he a fucking idiot? It's like the sea's there. Well, he showed up in January after a big storm. He think we think he flew or blew there. <laughs> right, I just blow. <laughs> I'm staying in this puddle. <laughs> Fuck off everywhere else. Said Ray Findlay, uh, News Chamber of Commerce Chief. Jesus. <laughs> he went straight to the top to talk about Trevor. <laughs> it's assumed he came from New Zealand, but it's also possible he came from Tonga or somewhere else. Not a lot going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. Get the Chamber of Commerce Chief. Um, there's no rivers, streams, or oh, lakes on this island. Trevor's died. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no rivers, streams, or lakes, so he had to live in a puddle. And though he was seen as the world's loneliest duck, duck, it seemed he was anything but lonely. Trevor's puddle was regularly checked on by concerned locals and even the fire brigade. <laughs> on fire! <laughs> Trevor's on fire! <laughs> Who would fill it up with water if it got too low. Could they not dig him a pond? No. It had to be a puddle. <laughs> yeah, just a big puddle. So depressing. Get uh, in a pool. There were calls from some locals to bring in another duck as his mate, but Trevor's home was only big enough for one. Give up on that then. <laughs> what, you want two ducks in a puddle? I, I can't so. figure out how this is going to work. <laughs> well, I don't think that's that's not wise. No. He did, however, become friends with a rooster, a chicken, and a wecker, and people thought to a couple of dogs. All birds that couldn't swim. Yeah, who all lived near the puddle. <laughs> the rooster, chicken, and Vika were looking a little forlorn today, wandering around near the dry puddle. Aww. Oh, the duck's been killed by dogs. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you he'd drown. Yeah. <laughs> Puddle's gone. Um... So yeah, don't, you know, if you're a lonely duck, don't go to New, New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't blow over to where the fuck it was. Uh, this one's weird. This one's strange. Because um, yeah. it's a bit here and there. Um, a, more than a dozen shoppers were left trapped in a shopping centre lift, which moved up and then plunged down for more than 20 minutes, like what? constantly. Wow. As in, it would go up to like the seventh floor, <laughs> drop to the fourth, <laughs> then go back up for 20 minutes. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. How many well, times do you have to think you're going to die? That's the thing. Taris Chapman from Rhonda said that she and three friends were terrified when they couldn't get out the lift in Cardiff. Uh, the group <laughs> eventually had to be rescued by firefighters and claimed that they have only been offered free parking since then. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted at least a makeover and a Volvo. I don't know. What, what, the, the first free result parking. is... Well, it's weird. I think it's strange that you want compensation anyway. You'd just be happy to it's be something out. Something bad. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you're alive. Yeah. Not enough. I want parking. Okay, I want more. Well, no. <laughs> we can only afford parking. Okay. Um, myself and three of my friends and nine of the people were in the lift um, when it stopped working. This resulted in 40 minutes. She says 40. Everyone else says 20. Of the lift going to the top floor and just plunging us down seven floors with force while jolting. Not to mention how frightening it was as we couldn't get hold of the helpline for 10 minutes. Because they kept on losing reception at either the top or the bottom. <laughs> so, like, they'd just about get there and then, like, oh, lost reception. <laughs> oh, try again. When we did manage to get hold of them, the speaker kept cutting off due to no signal. Yeah. We couldn't even get through to the emergency services. 20 minutes later, the fire brigade came and helped us. Uh, it was terrifying. I can completely understand. It's very yeah. distressing. And it's happened before at that place. <laughs> Change the lift. Yeah. And it was nothing to do with the amount of people in the lift. She's very quick to say that. 
wasn't anything to do with the amount of people. We were well within the weight limit. Okay, fair enough. All right, we get it. Uh, she said fat. she found more people who experienced the same thing in the shopping centre. She's added that supervisors at the centre had told her they'd been watching the ordeal on screen, leading her to question what took so long for the emergency <laughs> services to be called. <laughs> Dave, Dave, check it out, mate. It's happening again. <laughs> Look, I'm terrified. <laughs> Um, Do you have any says, idea how much this is going to cost us in parking? <laughs> You've lost your parking space. Uh, safe to say, she's now scared of lifts. Uh, she can't believe that being after being stuck in a lift flying up and crashing down to the floor for 25 minutes, 25, 40, 20, and having the fire brigade get us out, uh, they can only give us free parking. Absolutely disgusting. Um, it went up and down at least 25 to 30 times. A bit intense. Just caked um, in vomit. <laughs> just after a while you're just like I just want to die uh, the centre's Twitter account denied allegations that they didn't care about the incident adding that their equipment was not immune to faults oh I'm sorry but we're not we're not immune to problems okay that's just not uh, that's not. not how we like <laughs> technical difficulties um, <laughs> which one was that <laughs> That was the technical difficulties harbinger of the apocalypse. <laughs> you don't so think what te- time is it? I still, t- it, uh, they all come at two minutes of midnight. All oh, right, they're, all they're trying to gallop us the rest of the way. Once. Yeah, all right, it's in the Bible, I think. <laughs> Probably technical difficulties, horse. Here he comes. <laughs> yeah, you don't think technology is going to break down when Armageddon occurs? Yeah, probably. Of course but it they will. thought that in like you can't go up and Y2K. down the lift. Oh, your microwave's going to kill you. Is it? <laughs> the planes won't work. Everyone freaked oh, out. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because they don't know the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, going on from, it's not quite homophobic plastic, but it is kind of environmental awareness. Yeah. Um, there, there's a belief. Well, there's there's uh, plans been put in place um, to start making uh, house bricks uh, from human shit. <laughs> Shit bricks. Um, do you want to live in a house of shit? Nah. nah. I mean, it kind of makes... Obviously, it makes... It, it, if I it works... I mean, I assume, like, it wouldn't smell. Yeah, it wouldn't smell. It'd be encased in brick. Yeah. It's like the binding... Like, the, the, Think of a cement mixer. They've just thrown some shit in it. I don't really care. Then, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I can't... Oh, I'll go through it. I can't remember it. Um, but they're basically saying that um, once sewage is drained, water, drained of water, treated and dried, you can't really do anything with it. You just kind of throw it on a pile, a shit pile, and then that's what happens. <laughs> There's nothing you can do with it. So people are saying, well, why don't we use something with it? And, uh, yeah, bricks are usually made out of clay and concrete. Why not make them out of shit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, 1,000 soccer fields are dug um, to two, 440 metres every year i think to make all these bricks right to get all the clay and cement and stuff out of it and people are shitting everywhere so why not just <laughs> use that um they measured how much biosolid it's a nice way of saying shit you can yeah. use in a brick without losing its structural integrity mm. that must have been a fun experiment <laughs> how much shit is in this shit brick house <laughs> that's like that's how the free pigs got caught it's the last one house was built on gcse maths <laughs> <laughs> all in all the shit mixture performed admirably oh when used between 10 to 25%, 25% human waste used in bricks, and it worked fine. The brick passed strength tests, and the heavy metals inside the biosolids remained preserved inside the bricks. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah, makes sense, I guess. 
but also kind of sounds like the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, they also found that biosolid bricks are more porous than standard bricks, meaning that they're better insulators, letting less heat escape. Yeah. Yeah. Fair so enough. because people who are usually full of shit. Yeah. You know, not a lot of stuff breaks through those barriers, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, nah, apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, uh, and another news. Uh, I, uh, how do you feel about this one? A 911 dispatcher in Lafayette, Indiana, earned herself extra credit with her bosses this week when she took the time to aid a young caller seeking help with his homework. Uh, 911, what's your emergency? Who's Pythagoras? What? <laughs> well, who's Pythagoras? I can't understand. Are you... Are you is this code? No. Yeah, it's due like tomorrow. That's <laughs> <laughs> difficult. Antonia Bundy, who works for the police department, asked earlier this month from a boy who told her he had a really bad day and had tons of homework. Call the police! <laughs> In all the audio recording posted to Twitter, oh God, on, Bundy is heard calmly working with the caller who was dealing with a math emergency. Right. Hang up. Talk to someone else. Are you like, it, Is it a very quiet day? Like even there, if it is, I imagine you'll have a system there to show how many calls are waiting. Holding. So if it's yeah. zero, yeah, then I guess that could make sense. But it does seem absolutely weird. nothing going on. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird precedent just, to set. I guess. Yeah, is the thing. You're just like, well, well don't maybe she could help that. me with my homework. Yeah, everyone call the police. <laughs> yeah, doesn't quite work. Uh, what happened at school that made you have a bad day? The boy then informs her, I just had tons of homework. And then she said, bitch, please, my school was fucking dire. <laughs> <laughs> and traumatised the child for years. Now, like, as it turns out, the boy who hasn't been identified needed help with fractions. Aww. So he helped her, uh, even though he said it was so hard. Afterward, he thanked her. I'm sorry for calling you, but I really needed help. So he help. Called What's the, the lowest po- common denominator? He called the police. <laughs> Parents not home, like I mean, people say that you know school's getting harder. Is what yeah. they're saying. So maybe it is so hard that you need to call the police. Yeah, you maybe know, he told serve. his parents that he'd done his homework, so he couldn't go to them. <laughs> so he went to so the, the next thing is to go to the police. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry for calling, but I really needed help. Interesting kind of thing. And then yeah, she's received like credits and yay for PR. I guess it's putting the police in a good light and American hates Americans have a really weird relationship with police. Yeah. So at least we helped with kids homework, I yeah. guess, but it seems, I don't know. I guess <laughs> it just feels weird that it's an emergency to deal with your homework. Helping kids with the homework on the emergency services thing uh, <laughs> <laughs> this next one is genuinely kind of normal stuff Marks and Spencer has been accused of cultural appropriation over its vegan biryani rap <laughs> cultural appropriation uh, the rap's £2.80 and it's part of the supermarket's new plant kitchen range you can't plant a kitchen no. and it's made out of sweet potatoes spice basmati rice buckwheat and roasted pepper Okay. And people are very upset because it's not an authentic biryani. So? They're, they're describing it as a flavour when actually it's a dish. And they're saying what you're doing is you're culturally appropriating, so, which I think is stealing someone's culture. So when you drastic. buy barbecue beef McCoy's... Yeah, basically. You're annoyed that it's not a joint of beef in a bag. Yeah. 
Well, it's, they had the same thing with fucking porn star martinis. What, you want my daughter to be a porn star? No. No. <laughs> it's a drink. <laughs> it's a fucking drink. Yeah. Just as you you drink beer. Beer's made from wheat. Wheat was grown by the poor and the slaves and whatever, probably. You know, what, you want them to be poor slaves? <laughs> no. Just chill the fuck out. Stop trying. To, it's just people desperately trying to have an original thought. That's the yeah. only thing I can put it down to. Like, you know, when you when you come up with something new or you hear a new band, you're like, oh, I've got to tell everyone. Yeah. And then you tell people, like, okay. Yeah. They're like, no, yeah, but it's amazing, isn't it? And people are like, oh, yeah, I want to be the guy who heard from the guy who discovered the Beatles. <laughs> like, okay, that's their claim yeah. to fame. Yeah. They're trying to get it. Well, we fought Marks and Spencers over porn star martinis and biryanis. <laughs> like, okay. Did you? That I- changed the world. Yeah. A top chef and an Indian restaurant are among those to describe it as inauthentic. Thanks, but who's I like my biryani with rice in a bowl, not a wrap. Seriously, Marks and Spencer? What the fuck? Who's looking for authenticity <laughs> in a chicken wrap? Yeah. Well, that's... Well, I can... I, you can kind of say that if what you're... Like, if you sold... If you sold dental floss and somebody was marketing a dental floss sandwich... Yeah. You'd be like, that's not dental floss. I sell dental floss... You're not. That's not dental floss. You're ruining my sales because people think that I'm trying to get them to brush their teeth with a sandwich. Yeah. It's like no. Just please do use something else. Like, maybe that's the link that they're saying. The art, the the biryani dish is going to be affected by that. But then you go. You know, a prawn cocktail sandwich is different to a prawn cocktail dessert. Yeah. It's they're different things. They're just called the same things because we're running out of words and people want relatability and I they want to try something. I, I don't think people really understand why they think it matters. Because in the grand scheme of things, it, it doesn't matter. Mm. Even if somehow it was offensive, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fucking sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> just please, please. Please move on. That's basically that whole deal. Is there's a massive war on Twitter, and uh, apparently a biryani can't be vegan. Well, isn't usually served vegan. That's another thing. It's a vegan biryani sandwich, and they're saying that well, biryani is usually served with mutton, chicken, or even fish. So, yeah, but this is a vegan right. biryani. Yeah, just like there's a vegetable chicken korma. I mean, I haven't got any chicken in it. It's like a vegetable yeah. substitute for chicken. That's kind of it. Just people are angry, but again, apocalypse. Um, <laughs> elsewhere uh bananas uh, are talking to sex workers <laughs> bananas <laughs> switch up the format oh uh, yeah bananas basically <laughs> yeah bananas <laughs> uh i think this was meant to be a sweet story but it just one ended up being a bit psychotic because yeah. i can't imagine anything weirder than being given a packed lunch with a banana that's got a message right they've just written in marker pen on banana skins yeah you know you're a good person I'd be like what the fuck <laughs> I'd be freaked yeah maybe other people wouldn't be uh, the Duchess of Sussex um, left loving messages for sex workers to find in their food parcels during a visit to a charity that helps to get them off the street which so one's like the a, Duchess of Sussex um, I think it's Megan is this the new one yeah uh, yeah, yeah maybe I think so. I think it's Harry and Harry's Meghan. I think they're new. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, um, yeah. Meghan spontaneously came up with a touching idea. Maybe it's the first one. 
I thought Megan was like no, it was definitely Harry that was on the video. So yeah, so yeah them. Yeah. Uh, Megan spontaneously came up with the touching idea to inscribe the kind and empowering words on bananas as she helped volunteers at one two one twenty five in Bristol pack lunches for the vulnerable women they help. Among the inspiring messages, all written in capital letters and accompanied with a heart, well, that's important, yeah. were, you are strong, you are special, you are brave, and you are loved. Before she began, the heavily pregnant Duchess explained how she thought, that the thought had come to her as a result of watching a programme on television a few days before. <laughs> she plagiarised the whole idea. <laughs> don't give her credit for writing these sweet words when she copied it from her show. Yeah. And then don't mention the show. <laughs> at least give that whatever show is where you write on bananas, Art Attack or something, at least. Be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, hasn't there been a service for years where you can get a, like a potato sent to people with a message on it? Stoke's a weird place. No, it's not a Stoke thing, it's is an it internet not? thing. You could. This is like it's like you send, know, internet potatoes. It's like, it's like senderspud.com or something like that. Okay. And you they'll you tell them what you want written on it, and they'll write it on and send it to someone. <laughs> Fuck you. There's a potato in the mail. Fair enough. Yeah. Sounds sounds interesting. See now, if you'd taken a banana with you when you went to get your massage, maybe you could have saved that woman. Yeah. From you're strong. Of... Have a banana. <laughs> read it. And yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, the Duchess quote, uh, is quoted saying, I saw this program this woman had started in the States on a school lunch program when on each of the bananas she wrote an affirmation or something to make the kids feel really empowered. Right. Now, when I was a kid, all kids are dicks, right? Yeah. I'm a good boy. My mom said so. You're more of a dick if you're saying, I'm a good boy. My banana says so. <laughs> <laughs> you're great. Fucking written on a banana. I yeah. can't imagine anything worse. I mean, yeah. I can, but that would that would hurt me in ways that I never knew I could be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. It would make so little sense to me. I mean, I think what well, there was a thing as uh, some shit. It was like The Simpsons or something, where parents would apparently write in like lovely love messages in their pat yeah. lunches. Yeah. For husbands and wives and children, and that was kind of ridiculed. Yeah. Can you imagine if it was on a banana. <laughs> You couldn't punch them fast enough. It's <laughs> more I think my school would have been like. He's got like, a banana. He's <laughs> calling me a cunt. <laughs> Some poor demoralised woman trying to find, just just struggling through life, trying to find a way to feed her kids. And she's single. She's got no man in her life. She's getting down on her knees. And but her banana's like, her friend. Think, of, just just remember what the banana said. <laughs> <laughs> After you skinned it, yeah. I'm going to skin my own hope. Yeah. <laughs> thank you pieces. thank you Meghan Markle enjoy your life in the palace and thank you for this banana of hope <laughs> cheers for the banana it's <laughs> bananas uh, and lastly because um, I don't really I'm, I mean it's weird well in cooperation with the Green Print Project, designed to raise awareness for the positive effect of veganism can have on the environment, music's biggest power couple, Beyonce and Jay-Z, are offering, offering their American fans the chance to win free tickets to see them for life, if they become vegan. That's a surefire way to kill your profits? Just seem... Oh, it's only a few also, tickets. It's like one it? person or two people. How do you prove it? I'm vegan. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Eat this carrot. Everyone who becomes vegan gets their name put in a hat. That hat gets chosen at random. That person has tickets for life. Right. Now, there's a few things about this. Number one, obviously, 
it's not my music taste. Yeah. I would sell them immediately. Yeah. Two, I'd argue that all bands have got a limit, have got the potential limited lifespan for each person. Yeah. Like I've fallen out of love with bands that I absolutely loved. Mm. And you go like, oh, they've gone in a new direction. They've kind of moved away from all the old stuff that they were doing. And now they're just kind of doing something yeah. a bit more. Or I've changed. Yeah. Like it works both Even ways. You don't change. You go like, yeah. oh, these people might release music that you don't like anymore. Yeah. Why do you want tickets for them for life? Apart from the financial ability to sell them on. Yeah. I think they're worth $12,000 is how much they're estimated. Oh, I say for life for 30 years. But like they're probably in their thirties or forties, Beyonce and Jay Z. So it's probably oh, right. for their so, music career. Yeah, yeah. So for them to see them live, it seems fine. Yeah. Uh, the man behind the project is New York Times best-selling author, exercise psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an exercise psychologist. Oh. I'm running away. How does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> and he's also coincidentally Beyonce's personal trainer. Marco Borgs, a, ma- a major research study published in the journal Science. Published in the journal Science. Yeah, there's a journal called Science. Okay. I thought it was maybe the Science Journal. Discovered that a vegan diet is arguably the single biggest way to reduce your impact on the planet Earth. Shut up. No, it's not. I don't think it is. I mean, you could argue that if everybody took on a more environmentally conscious attitude, yeah, you could. That's probably the best way to do it. As in, yeah, if the entire population of the Earth recycled, yeah, it would be more than if you stop building it as many passenger planes. Yeah, because there's just by numbers. No, if everyone went vegan tomorrow, we'd all be fucked. Because well, farming yeah, methods just, haven't changed. It well, it's would just fuck the world. Silliness. Yeah, it's just like that's someone who is just weird not, publicity not thought about his opinion at all because there's, <laughs> there's there's plenty of evidence that says otherwise well it's plenty. like stuff won't collapse or will collapse that what he's saying that there's plenty of evidence to prove you wrong or to prove them wrong plenty of evidence to to prove that um that veganism like on a mass scale is horrible for the environment right right well you just have to kill more everyone animals went fucking psycho about them, bees like losing you you losing bees and like yeah. a lot of that most of that is because of fucking pesticides now if everybody switched to plants suddenly all that's going to go away you're going to wipe out all fucking insects because we haven't changed the way we farm you need to change the way we work before you just decide that you're going to save the fucking world by eating a cabbage but that's the same it's the same, it's, it's the same attitude of trying to say something and trying to imply something else and they're yeah. not related well if you don't reuse plastic you're a homophobe yeah okay if you're not a vegan then you're destroying the earth yeah uh, no all they've do, all they've done is been like well i haven't killed a cow and obviously that's that's better than what have you have you looked? Have you mm. have you have you had a look at like the real impact of what you are doing? You haven't, because you're a fucking moron. I'm I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Enjoy your bananas. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the wrong one. <laughs> Vegans, or Beyonce, or Jay Z, or something uh, two minutes to midnight uh, so yeah beware everybody when yeah. the, the, the apocalypse everyone's gonna die and um all 13 horses have started to appear so you need to fucking um outside of the apocalypse some random stuff's occurred that i'll go over briefly yeah Patton oswalt um got yeah. in the news because um he 
posted some kind of anti-Trump poem. Right. And uh, a Twitterer messaged him um, saying, I just realised why I was so happy that you died in Blade Trinity. Like trying to troll message Patton Oswalt. <laughs> yeah. And Patton Oswalt responded by paying his medical bills. Which I think's the best insult in the world. That's, yeah. Like, uh, uh, fuck me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I just paid your fucking bills. <laughs> he had like, um, uh, he looked through his Twitter basically yeah. and saw that the guy had like problems with uh, a bunch of stuff. He recently came out of a coma. Yeah. And it was something like um, he needed five grand to cover the costs. Patton Oswalt paid like two grand and publicized it to get a GoFundMe. Yeah. The guy got $32,000. So he's like, um, thanks. thanks. I, I take yeah. that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's, the, it's the best fuck you in the world. Yeah. Like, everyone's seeing it as like, oh, it was a nice thing. He overcame yeah. hate. Like, no, 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 no. He hated brilliantly. Yeah. <laughs> he Sarah, made this guy question his own soul. Didn't Sarah Silverman do something similar? Like she didn't she know. didn't pay for anything, but she reached out to someone who was fucking trolling her. Like uh, and she yeah. like she she got in touch with him and be like, "Hey, why are you so angry, man?" Like like just really kind of like down to earth about it. It turned out like he had like severe depression and was suicidal and stuff. Yeah. And she met up with him and t- to to chat and 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 sent him to like different like psych people mm. and stuff and kind of and got him sorted out. Yeah. Like it, it, it is the best. Fuck you. Like, just be <laughs> compassionate. But it's not even that. I think it's just more from a. It's yeah. It's taking the energy of yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. putting it into a productive place. Yeah. But it's not in my mind. It's not purely to help that person or no. to make you feel good. No. I think it's just a genuine like. It's the same energy, but with a positive result. Yeah, yeah. So you're still hating. Yeah. Like a complete mindfuck with that person. But you're like, yeah, fuck you. I did something good for you. Go, go screw yourself. <laughs> Seems quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, basically, that's the whole story that I found quite funny. Um, I need to remember. Oh, yeah. This was a, this was potentially an Armageddon thing, but yeah. I didn't quite make it in. Because <laughs> um, it's just kind of, it's a weird, it's another grey area. The Academy Awards, the Oscars. Yeah. Basically, I don't know. I think it was a famous murder that I never. Uh, the bold James Bolger. I think yeah, it was two yeah. kids killed a smaller kid. Yes, it was and uh, the like kids in Liverpool or something like that. Yeah, and um, basically they've made a film about it. Oh and right. Basically, it's up for an Oscar. Okay. And basically, the mother of the young victim is like, "That's harsh." <laughs> <laughs> Because it's one thing to have... Because I think the kid was... I mean, I've got it written down. Uh, the 10-year-olds were convicted of brutally murdering Liverpudlian toddler, toddler Jamie Bolger in 93. Yeah. So toddler between one and four. Yeah, probably. yeah. Like they so, led him to some train tracks and... Right, yeah. Like So horrific. horrific. It's hard enough yeah. to know that you've lost a child under the age of five or a child at all. Let alone to be found that... Um, to realise that they're going to make a film about it, to memorialise it in some way, even if it's memorialised in a negative light. And then it's another step to realise that your son getting murdered is worthy of an Oscar. Mm. Like, it's a weird, like, oh, my son being murdered on the screen in front of me is the best. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty pretty strange. But you go, well, obviously they don't need people's permission to make films. No. About most things. If I wanted to make a film about you, I don't need your permission. No. Even if I threw you in a negative light. 
Yeah. I mean, government things or like secret stuff, maybe. But you don't need. You can get the victim's permission. You can talk to the victims about it and go through yeah. it with them. But if they say no, but you it's can not. Still the thing is, it's not it. a historical event. Like it's very personal. You would think mm. that they would consult her and be like, "Look, we're thinking about this." Yeah, but then what if she said no? You the film doesn't get made. It's one of those things where you go like, Kinda. "I get that she's not going to like it because we're going to show her some horrific things." If you were maybe I, I don't that doesn't sit well with if me. It was a, that if it was you a would really know that film. and then still just go ahead because then why are you doing it? For for personal accolade, right? Well, if it was a really, I mean, if it was a really good film for whatever reason, yeah, so, you know, it was just like the message being told about, I don't know, sub subliminal messaging that these kids. I mean, there's the thing about I don't, I don't think it's the same thing. Some kids watch a Clockwork Orange and then killed someone. Yeah, you know that was a thing, and there's like, oh, maybe the interesting aspect of looking at film and television and seeing if it does have an effect, and that's what the story's <laughs> about is us slowly being manipulated by whatever could be an interesting thing where you go like you don't it would again it's like the it's like the should all convicted rapists confess their rapes yeah after to, when they start dating again yeah you go like no but it would be nice if they did <laughs> <laughs> but they should you should yeah, do it i mean i suppose like they've just bought just out like they should respect the wishes of the people who are actually involved and that this will directly affect because of their neighbours will see it and they'll be yeah. like, oh, I saw your kid got murdered. Yeah. Like, it's going to affect There's a them. lot of true crime stuff that people do. Like, uh, that Ted Bundy thing's just come out profiling yeah, the killer. Yeah. There'll be plenty of people around that were affected by Ted Bundy still. Yeah. Yeah, it's just what it's, it's, it's a bit... It's unfortunate and understandably why she wouldn't want anything to do with it and wouldn't want it made. Yeah. But to go an extra level and go like, yeah, we got an Oscar for it. It just seems harsh. It just seems Did they like send it to her? The <laughs> yeah, but it was weird when they built it. It's like it was lying down instead of stood up and it was over some tracks. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> um, And they go on to talk about how, you know, the Oscars is corrupt anyway. So why corrupt it more this way? Yeah. Like by saying that, uh, you know, Roman Polanski and all these different things saying it's like, yeah, the whole thing's stupid. And is it, should, would it matter if it got an Oscar or not? Not really. Yeah. But yeah, it kind of rubs salt in the wound that it was an award winning performance of the train running over a sun or whatever it was. <laughs> um, and lastly, from me, um, a man has claimed he pulled out one of his own teeth after waiting for the, more than 18 months to find a dentist. Okay. 18 months. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David Woodhouse, 62 from Trudeau, said he had been unable to find an NSA, NHS surgery in Cornwall. Um, an NHS emergency centre uh, offered to extract the tooth in December, but Mr. Woodhouse said that he would not deal with his long that would not deal with his long term problem with a dental plate. So he took them out took them out with a pair of pliers. Mm. hammer and screwdriver my friend yeah. you would have been much better I had at least one and it was causing me a little bit of pain so I got the pliers and out it came I could have had the tooth extracted but what I need is a term of treatment from the dentist and they go on about how there's not enough dentists for people in Cornwall mm. I could sell my story to the papers <laughs> <laughs> I mean how much money would you make from bbc.co.uk if you said I waited six months for a dentist and then in the end I hit myself with a hammer it would get published I think it's a big picture of me. 
selling hammers and screwdrivers yeah. on the street <laughs> with like messages of hope written alongside the hammer yeah. <laughs> giving it to sex workers <laughs> have a hammer have a banana uh, what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck wait, waiting 18 months that's essentially what I think well there's, I waited six they wanted me to wait more months yeah so I was like no fuck it but yeah hey maybe uh, decisive yeah True. As I always say, yeah. it's all fine. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's me this week. All right. Um, I'll go straight into this. I've only got one of them this week. Oh. Things that have made me sigh this week. So, friends, they do everything together, right? <laughs> I guess. Generally. Like it's, sure. it's and, and we've known each other for quite a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, we maybe 18. So, like, it's probably been, like... T- 12 years maybe yeah that's that's quite a while actually yeah we've known each other for a while and like yeah friends do uh friends do everything together or they they do a lot together they generally have the same kind of interests and it's uh it's interesting that you should end with that because uh i have got an impacted wisdom tooth (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) and it's kind of uh fucking with everything yeah it does Uh, that uh, ah that's that's Sounds how that right. one sounded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, man. It's it's. I, I'm st- I'm still kind of uh, all right because mm. uh, if I if I take ibuprofen a couple of times a day, it's it's okay yeah. and it's not infected, mm. so it's not like too far down the line. Yeah. Um, I got like an appointment and they said, uh, yeah, we can see you in five weeks. And I was like, but no, it's not. It's going to need to be sooner than that. It's like, oh, yeah. we can see oh, you in three weeks. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that a compromise? I had that with my car insurance when I renewed it. They were like, this is how much it is. I said, can you do it cheaper? They said, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can do like a 10% discount. Well, why then do that? Do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yep. But um, yeah, and it's fucked with... It's it's surprise. I I didn't realize realize how much it kind of fucks with things, things mm. that you don't really think about. Breathing, like it's, sleeping, living. Yeah, it's fu- it's fucked with my uh, my exercise because I was I yeah. was running a lot, and now it's just like well, you can run, but only when it's not cold and it's the middle of winter. Yeah. So like so breathing in the cold. Yeah. That yeah. hurts. Yeah. It's it's so it's so fucking weird, and it's strange. It 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 it's strange how much pain is kind of like influencing me to do different things. Mm. Yeah, well, I was on a massive health kick. I, I was detoxing, and now I'm full. I felt fully detoxed now. Yeah, like from the beginning of the year. Now I've got a cold, but I was fully detoxed for like a couple of days, and then I got sick. And uh, that's what detoxing will do to you. Yeah, and then after properly, um, properly training again, it just felt like oh, I've actually got some rhythm back. And the, the amount that as soon as I got a cold was like oh, I shouldn't go to the gym to heal up. So now I'll do a bunch of other bad stuff that I haven't been doing for a while. Yeah. I'll play some computer games. I'll do this. I'll do that. And you're like, well, just because you've had a little bit of illness or a yeah. little bit of pain, your body goes, retreat. Yeah. <laughs> Abandon yeah. ship. Yeah. Everything's fine. And then try and move back into old ways. It's like, nice. Yeah. It's, it's a natural instinct to stay alive, I guess. Yeah. I've been trying to kind of do other things. I, w- I went for a run today because it was sunny out and it's like, this is fine. I can do this. And it was fine. Um, but like in the evenings when it's been like frosty and cold it's like absolutely fucking murderous so I've mm. been doing like weird kind of like aerobics videos like Sideshow Bob like a bend and flex and shake <laughs> yeah. and bats and like it, it's um, it's 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 kind of working but I'm really worried that it's just 
I'm I'm worried for two reasons. One, that it's actually going to shake me from the goals I had at the start of the year. Or two, that I'm going to fall on it at some point as a, as an excuse to shake me from the goals that I have. Mm. Like I, I think um, I think it would be very easy for me to do that, given the kind of person that I am. Yeah. Um. So it's something that I'm kind of looking at to try and try and try and avoid. It's trying to decide what is genuinely painful enough to not do. You'll know. Yeah. <laughs> You'll know. Like, li- I mean, literally, I got to points where I couldn't stop screaming. Yeah. Just to give you, yeah, it was great. Uh, but yeah, well, the I thing went, is, if went mine to gets the cinema, and if... I had to leave. Yeah, because I was screaming. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> of a glass of water. It's it it does it does hurt and it does cause some issues. But mm. if mine gets infected, it's not going to be a problem. Like I can take penicillin and clear it up in a few days, and I can go to a doctor to get that pretty quickly. At the minute, it's just it's just pushing on the other teeth. That wasn't my issue, by the way. What well, wasn't? Like not having medication for the infection. Okay. So I went there. First of all, I was infected. Yeah. They gave me medication to cure the infection, which is like an alternative of penicillin, uh, which is it. It works, but it just works a little bit longer, basically. Right. To, to, to it takes down. longer. But when he got infected again, I went back and said, "Hey, it's infected. Can I have more medicine?" And they just said, "No." Oh. <laughs> like it wasn't like, "Oh, you're allergic." It was like, "No, you just can't. You can't have our medicine." Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's infected, right? Oh yeah. Can I have medicine to help? No. No. Okay. You've already had one once. Like, what? Yeah. A seven? I've had one lollipop. I can't have a second. <laughs> I'm fucking in pain here, you dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the main issue for me with, with it was just uh, that I think the dentist was just a bit uh, caught too cautious. Yeah. Basically. Like, he injected me with two rounds of whatever they use. Um, and when I get it done in the hospital, she, did, she used eight Right. And he said, I think I can only use two. She used eight. Maybe it's better for them to use more in a hospital because they can deal with it if it goes wrong. Yeah. So maybe dentists have different amounts. But yeah, um, that and Western medicine. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, you'll probably be able to go in and get it removed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it on your upper or your lower jaw? Lower. Lower is meant to be worse. Mine was lower. Yeah. Um, and apparently it's just because of blood vessels. Apparently it's meant to bleed more. But my, once it got out after hammering it with a hammer, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i try like i there is a hammer on the stairs just in case but i could only find a phillips so use a phillips oh i tried flathead first but it slipped and i need to cut myself like, oh not wouldn't want that it. no yeah no not using that <laughs> not using that so i used a phillips because yeah more yeah but i do point. have a drill and a very small drill bit so yeah maybe. i wouldn't do that oh it's not that great they, they won't let you keep the tooth why not because it's illegal what it's my tooth no it's got chemicals in it what? You can make a bomb out of a tooth. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she was like... Yeah, they wouldn't let me have it. And I was like, I, I want to, this has been a source of pain for six months. Would I want you, to wear it around my neck. You wanted the same for your appendix as well, didn't you? Yeah. They wouldn't they give like, you that? No. It's biological mine. waste. Hours It's now. only waste if you don't use it. <laughs> yeah, that's ours now. Do you say the same thing about babies? I mean, it cut yeah. out of somebody. Can, like, there's loads of weird, creepy mothers that keep their, ba- keep their kids' babies. Teeth. <laughs> keep their kids teeth oh no I meant like when you remove a baby from someone is that yours now oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought you were like there's those creepy mothers who keep keeping their baby <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah you get to keep baby's teeth yeah but then they fall out in your home yeah. so they're your well, property and you can kill your them property, if you want so, to yeah uh, <laughs> 
but yeah yeah so yeah they will just be they will just be able to remove it yeah hopefully and then just yeah yeah I, I yeah i haven't had obviously i haven't seen a dentist yet so i haven't had any resistance three that's a long you can get an, an appointment tomorrow if you want one uh if you need one you can get one tomorrow right okay well um, the, the stuff it's just, I, you probably called I, your local dentist or something well i've i've booked in with my local dentist i didn't yeah. have a dentist before this yeah um, but so from that point you just registered with the dentist registered with off. the dentist they said five weeks i said i've got an impacted wisdom tooth can you make it any sooner and they said yeah. we, the best we can do is about three weeks um well, and the nhs if, if it's bad, said you can get one well the nhs said if you can manage it with ibuprofen yeah. um and it's not bleeding then that's it like you just need to keep doing that yeah um so like that's at, at the minute painkillers are fine like it, it works but yeah. it will flare up again if I drink cold drinks. Taking ibuprofen with mouthfuls of coffee is weird. Yeah. Like I, I, I take pills with everything all I've the time. Never, <laughs> I've never done, like, it's always just, like, water or juice. Like, something cold. Like, taking pills with hot drinks With just the tooth, I was odd. doing it with whiskey. So yeah. Kind of yeah. Like, yeah, but your yeah. lifestyle at that point was very different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My liver was crying. So it was fine. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's horrible pain. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's there were point. It's it was just weird when it would flare up and when it wouldn't, and you kind of go like, "What the? Why would it flare? Where we would flare up? You'd be like, why? Yeah, you and kind of think does. you've got it You're down. Like, why? And then you find another trigger. Yeah, sort of. Well, even it's, I just wake up one day and be like, "By the way, today's horrible." You're like, "Did I grind my teeth? I wear a tooth guard, so like, it would have been the most gentlest rubbery." grinding of them all yeah but like, so it couldn't have been that but yeah so yeah it sucks but then i was speaking to a guy um at the gym we got started talking to this guy in a sauna and uh he was like oh have you just been up to the gym i said yeah because i lost my tooth he said he's lost three within like four years all for the same reason and we were like that feels like that's a you issue. yeah as opposed to like mine just randomly the, broke one day what's the reason mine just chipped I, yeah it, I assume he just rotted away he just wasn't taking care of his teeth uh, okay fair enough but I still don't the pain floss. of the first I've never one, flossed I'm that. convinced that's an American invention that isn't what? necessary because <laughs> well, I had a dental checkup recently um, and he said they're trying to get me on this water pick which is like yeah, a jet wash I've seen those which uh, he was saying that uh, they keep uh, they, they tried to flog me a different product every time I've gone in which I've always it's a weird dentist but it's quite a fun dentist so i don't yeah know. um admittedly they caused me six months of pain but it's fine uh and uh yeah he's talking about the water pick and he said yeah apparently he said uh you know uh, brushing your teeth only does 40 percent of the of the job now it's like what have you changed For the parameters of years like people who haven't been jet washing haven't been putting their teeth in a river yeah you know to rinse out properly and you're saying that this is the problem mm. seems strange i mean you can always get more and more clean yeah until you become bleached i guess <laughs> but like yeah to say that you know it only does 40 percent or 60 percent of the job and now you need to use a, a water pick which is like 120 quid so like, uh, I, I mean i would try it but yeah. it's one of those things that you buy and you go like oh, i'm not gonna use that Seems i have like used them before but like like a full like water pick with a big tank yeah i've used those air flossers yeah, no, where you can like those. put mouthwash in it, and that's what I thought he was talking about. I was right. like, oh, I've got one of those. Yeah, and it was this. It's like a weird thing that's going, and like you do it between your teeth, and oh, right. it blows away all and blows ducks back in New Zealand. <laughs> but yeah, it's completely it cleans everything with air and mouthwash. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, this looked like a proper jet wash with a tank. Yeah, like a small tank, but still a tank. You put fish in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't put the listerine in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that made me sigh. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, a man has thrown a meth-fueled death party for his wife. <laughs> Surprise, honey! <laughs> Happy 33rd. Uh, this, this guy's a bit of a legend. She's um, going to die, so he threw a big party. Yeah, uh, a play. man accused... Accused. Accused of hosting a party. <laughs> of, this guy partied. Yeah. Of giving his ailing wife meth, told authorities <laughs> that he threw her a death party before she died. Um, before she died. <laughs> Sounds like you should do it after she died. But, okay, fair enough. Makes Dwayne Johnson. Different Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Can you smell <laughs> the meth? Um, 58 of Searles, Minnesota, was charged with criminal neglect and, and receiving stolen property after his wife's death on Thursday. He received uh, stolen property. Yeah. I, That's yeah. weird. If you get shot with a stolen gun, yeah. have you received an illegal <laughs> bullet? <laughs> <laughs> well, you took it. Yeah. He shot me. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't his. <laughs> Not well, my problem. Well, now I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, deputies said Johnson called 911 at about noon to report that his wife, Deborah Lynn Johnson, 69, had died. Um, officers arrived at the couple's home and found the words, Death, Pade, God, Hell, spray-painted on the front door. I don't know what that means. I'm guessing it's Latin. Um, <laughs> Good old meth Latin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a naked Dwayne Johnson, different Dwayne Johnson, allegedly <laughs> ran outside and said his wife was dead and then rapping, ran back inside to take a bath. <laughs> Please excuse me. <laughs> I need a bath. Uh, he was later found in a bathtub hallucinating, trying to wash white and black things from his skin, according to deputies. <laughs> Deborah Johnson's body was found wrapped in a sheet at the top of the stairs. Um, <laughs> the newspaper reported that Deborah had been living in a nursing home, but Dwayne checked her out days earlier because she wanted to die at home. Fair enough. Uh, Dwayne Johnson... Fucks up on meth. <laughs> oh, I can do that for you, honey. Dwayne Johnson, different Dwayne Johnson, said they took <laughs> methamphetamine and she stopped uh, taking her medications. Uh, they spent their final hours having sex and listening to Quiet Riot. Fair enough. Quiet Riot. <laughs> do you know, you know, you know what, honey? I think, uh, I think I'm think i not in the, in the mood for meth and Quiet Riot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne said Deborah had been having convulsions uh, but wouldn't let him call the police after she died Johnson said he washed Jeez. her he washed his wife's body and wrapped her in linen like the bible told me to do um, he said he waited several the bible hours arrested on a separate charge <laughs> for manslaughter <laughs> Uh, he said his, he waited several hours to call 911 because he wanted to make sure she was dead um, <laughs> A search of the home turned up four rifles, two shotguns, and hundreds of rounds of ammunition of several varieties. Dwayne Johnson, different Dwayne Johnson, was arrested uh, without incident and was charged with criminal neglect and felony counts of theft and receiving stolen property. It doesn't go into detail as to what that was, but I'm guessing it was the weapons. I'm, I'm guessing, guessing it was the meth. Stolen meth. Is that really... Well, like criminal property. You stole that meth! <laughs> yeah. That's illegitimate meth. Illegitimate illegal meth. <laughs> That's yeah. the way to go to prison, though. I think uh, there's yeah. a lesser way to go. I think you'd be like, yeah, fine. No, it's great. It, like, he committed a crime technically for, like, I mean, it wasn't trafficking drug- drugs, but buying them, I guess that's illegal. Yeah. Taking and again, illegal, it will lead like- to negative. It will cost more lives yeah. by f- funneling it into the drug market. Yeah. But 
in the small scheme of things, yeah, like, yeah, no, if she wanted I to die. Vic, like, if I get to like eighty years old if I, and I'm still alive, give me death. If give I'm me getting death. anywhere close to fucking dying, try and stop me doing heroin. Just like, <laughs> like it's at that point, what the fuck does it matter? Like that's a that's a fucking way to go out, man. Well, I was gonna do heroin, and then my wisdom tooth acted up. And, and he's thought, no, well, I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> he's like fifty nine, so he's probably yeah. got some time left. She's sixty nine. She's obviously got some kind of ongoing illness. Mm. She had medication. She was in a home. Um, like she's, it's an empowering choice. She made a decision to be checked out by her husband and spend the last hours of her life doing meth and listening <laughs> to metal with her husband and fucking like. Yeah. But that's the, but that's amazing. That's that's love. Yeah, it's a bit of an unbalanced love, though. To be fair, when you think about it, he's suffering a lot for her. He's he's fallen on a sword for her. Yeah, which is but fine. You, People want to do that. You do yeah. it for the person that you love, and really for for theft. At 59, you think the judge is going to be like, like him away for 10 years. No, he's going to get a fucking slap on the wrist and get his guns taken away. <laughs> no more meth. I don't think he's, he's, he's not really going to go go down. He's not like a meth addict. They just did <laughs> yeah. meth. Yeah, because she was going to die. Yeah. Might as well die of meth. Well, yeah, I, I, I think it's quite an honourable thing to do. Weird way of putting it. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, like it's it's euthanasia in a way. Go out a way that you it's would not, want it's, to. It's not even euthanasia. She did it herself. She chose to stop taking her medication. So we're yeah. So you're saying that she didn't have any negative effects from meth. She just naturally died of her natural disease. Well, she started having convulsions, which would have been because she, was she wasn't meth. taking her medication. Um, yeah. And, and just coincidentally, there's, there's a very good meth. chance that, that that meth sped the process up, as it tends to do a lot of it things. It might have some negative <laughs> effects. I don't know, yeah. but um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think it's a cool thing to do. I just like, yeah, I was like, try and stop me doing all this stupid shit when I'm that old, because like I like in fairness, I'll probably get to that point and be like, nah, I can't be asked. But like at this point, <laughs> it's like, th- th- why, why not? Just right. There's there's no reason not to, and yeah. there is always a slight part of you that's like curious, like oh, I wonder what that actually feels like. By that point, it doesn't matter. You've got no fucking teeth anyway. You paid for your house. <laughs> You're not gonna like it. Yeah. it. Doesn't matter. Oh no, yeah. From her perspective, definitely for sure. But like, um, yeah, it must be. I wonder how long the romance would wear off. Say he was given five years in prison. Yeah. After like a year, he'd be like, I still Fuck did the bitch. right thing, but <laughs> I don't have much time left and there's not as much meth in here as I would like. <laughs> <laughs> so who's going to throw me a death party? Yeah. This is one of those things of like, yeah, falling on your sword. He's a real knight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This damsel in distress. Give her meth. <laughs> I'll get in the bar. We'll have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. on the quiet ride. My wife's dead. I'm going to have a bar. <laughs> yeah. White and black things all over me. <laughs> um... After a salmonella spike, US health officials have warned, don't kiss your hedgehog. <laughs> Hedgehogs stink, man. Hedgehogs. I used to care for them, like, professionally. Did you? Yeah. What? Yeah. This is a whole world that I don't know about. No, I've probably talked about it. Well, I used to, I did, I worked at a company that required you to do a Duke of Edinburgh award. Okay. And uh, one of those is like do an hour of voluntary work a week. And the place nearest the place I was working was a hedgehog sanctuary. Right. Where you had to go and this weird, weird woman 
I mean, she's like, she was a crazy cat lady, but all her cats were killed by hedgehogs. <laughs> just lived in this house that was way too short. Like yeah. a fairy tale house. Like she lived in a fucking shoe. Like, I mean, like I had to bend at the waist to get into a living room. Yeah. And then there were just stacks of like um, plastic containers with hedgehogs in them. You used to have to get them out and clean them. And she had like an al- special albino hedgehog or something she'd whip out for the new people. And you just have all these different volunteers come in. like, hey, how's it going? It's all right. Stinks though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Hedgehogs have a really weird smell. Yeah. I d- there's, been a, there's been a weird kind of worldwide obsession with hedgehogs that sprung up over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, like I, the I penguin adorable them, kind of thing. Yeah, I see them more and more. Um, the, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention (CDC) has taken the unusual measure of advising Americans not to kiss and snuggle their pet hedgehogs. It comes after an investigation uh, found that 11 people in the U.S. had contracted a rare strain of Salmonella, known as Salmonella typhimurium. Uh, <laughs> it emerged that 10 of the 11 were in close contact with hedgehogs before becoming ill. Um, <laughs> It was uh, unclear if the pet hedgehogs had came from a common supplier. Do you want to buy a hedgehog? <laughs> <laughs> Don't kiss it. He's kissed it. Oh, you've got to buy it now. <laughs> Read the label. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, uh, there's a weird difference between small animals and big animals in terms of human affection. Yeah. Like, I can get it if you want to hug a gorilla. Because mm. it's kind of like... <laughs> you know what I mean it's like it seems big enough to have a personality his brain seems big enough to have a personality yeah that you'd be like oh maybe it's kind of communicating in this way but like giraffes don't hug and their heads are smaller I think than a gorilla's I can't remember completely yeah. but I think a giraffe's head is smaller than a gorilla's no they're fucking massive bigger than a gorilla's yeah head yeah yeah a, gor- a giraffe's head would be like the it's about the size of a horse's head it's fucking huge if not it's bigger. a horse bigger than a gorilla? I don't want to say yes. <laughs> a horse's head. I don't though. know why. I just, I'm like, no, gorillas are better than horses. No, so they're, therefore, they're, no, they're better than horses. <laughs> it, what, if, I don't so, like if someone turned up at a wedding on a gorilla, <laughs> you'd be like, that's way better than a fucking horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know why, but it feels like it, it pulls the horse, the gorilla down a little bit if its head's not as big. Yeah. Well, I guess it isn't as big. But then it's mainly nose, isn't it, on a horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I it's, wonder if it's brains in Where the nose. do you think the head resides? Where's the brain? Yeah. Brain size. Again. Horses aren't smarter than gorillas. All right. Well, I think a gorilla's bigger than a hedgehog. So I can get people hugging a gorilla because they can kind of feel like their brain's big enough and they've kind of got that. But, and I mean, I had a hamster and I was like, you've got no personality. I had loads of hamsters there and they're pointless. It's weird because you kind of. You I have rats. Like, rats are great. Oh, rats have really personality wise. Like ra- rats have, are quite smart and they do have. They, there is a definite shift in personality. But hamsters. There's a definite relationship between you and a rat. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, then there must be the potential of having that reality with the hedgehog as well. Yeah. Similar sized animal, yeah. so I guess. But it's no, weird appara- that rats apparently trust had people, though. Apparently, hedgeho- hedgehogs are thick as shit. Like, there's no. There isn't anything. <laughs> like, than a rat. Going on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they say that there. rats are quite close to human beings and that's why they kind of test that's them. That's why they do a lot of tests. And, but it's yeah. weird that they would trust people. Just saying. What, rats? Yeah. Well, they, they trust anything. They, 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 well, you know, like, they're capable like, of bonding. Yeah, but you, you know, like, you're automatically afraid of snakes. There's something in you that doesn't trust snakes. Like an instinctive thing, yeah. Yeah, there's something Same in spiders. you. spiders. 
that there's something in you that tells you to retract from certain animals. Yeah. And it feels like rats should have that as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I'm it's sure like, if a rat sees a snake. <laughs> <laughs> but like people, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I guess it depends how long you think they've been t- being tested on. I guess they've probably only been being tested on for like 100 years or so. Yeah. Before they were just kind of rats. Yeah, but they're bred in labs. It doesn't change the instinct of a wild rat. And you can't really bond with a wild rat. They'll already be like scared of everything that's bigger than it. So what so you've got wild rats, lab rats, and then you've got friendly rats. Well if you take a lot of animals that have a modicum of sense, like and you rear them from being young, they will trust the thing that's reared them. So if you were raised by a snake I would trust a snake. You'd be like, I trust this snake. <laughs> Even though its skin falls off more regularly than mine. I still trust it. Yeah. I only shit like once a week. Well, they only eat once a week. If that. Next. <laughs> he killed that dead. Oh, it's an interesting fact. No, it's not. You're right. You're right. Fair enough. Uh, some hedgehogs Bananas. have become social media stars in the past few years, <laughs> and their cute photos have racked up thousands of likes. Like Darcy the Hedgehog, named after the former Smashing Pumpkins artist, Darty Ratsky. I can't pronounce that. He his has name, more than... His name isn't Darcy. What? The hedgehog's name is Darcy. Yes. He's named after somebody yep. who's not called Darcy. Darcy Ratsky. Oh, well, it's like Darcy. His second name. His, no, his second I just name. pronounced it horribly. Ratsky. Is his second name the ba- the Smashing Pumpkins guy? Yes, not the rat. <laughs> rat. Hedgehog. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the hedgehog's middle name? <laughs> um, he has more than two hundred ninety-four thousand followers. Isn't it weird that like this thing that doesn't give a fuck about having followers is just like too better just, than you? Just yeah, and there's there's people clamouring for that kind of attention, and a hedgehog gets it without even trying. Yeah, by just being a hedgehog. <laughs> you dick hedgehog privilege yeah <laughs> you've got the whole world at we idolise these yeah yeah uh, the humanisation of celebrity hedgehogs perhaps explains why people feel more compelled to kiss them uh, but having one as a pet remains illegal in many US states including Georgia Hawaii Hawaii California as well as Washington DC and New York City the bans are mostly in place uh, because of fears around disease yeah because they all carry salmonella and you keep kissing because <laughs> yeah, everyone keeps on dying <laughs> yeah. um yeah yeah uh, have I got one of these the collection of useless meanderings scum uh, when Stephen Hawking gave a lecture in Japan, he was asked not to mention the possible recollapse of the universe for fears that it might impact the stock market. <laughs> if you could just do us a favour. <laughs> Don't mention impending doom. <laughs> we know you've got your clock. Yeah, keep your clock over there. <laughs> Everything's different over here. <laughs> um, yeah, I- I guess Japan takes the stock market quite seriously in that respect. They're quite. <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, the stock market is really it's a weird thing that I don't think I'll ever understand. Yeah, like I think one of the Kardashians tweeted about Snapchat and the stock went down. And you're like, the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like Elon Musk smokes weed on a podcast, yeah. his stock goes down, like, ruined. What? <laughs> Not ruined. It, it went. went it up. went down. They went back it up. Dipped. People were like, oh. Like, yeah. Okay, this seems strange. <laughs> <laughs> um the, the and this is actually a eh, kind of one. Um, okay. The Southern American folk song Come By Here 
when recorded uh, by academics, was misheard and retitled Come By R. <laughs> Come by here, my lord. <laughs> yeah. It seems weird. Which is like, it's fair enough, but it still doesn't make sense. Come by R never made sense. Come by <laughs> yeah, here doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> Come by here doesn't really flow. Come by R, I guess, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah fair play, fair play. <laughs> yeah, just replace one nonsensical thing yeah. with another. Might have gone, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> Oh, it's better, it's better. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, you talked a few weeks ago, maybe it was last week, about the hire a sister thing. Yeah. Yeah, in Japan. Uh, for £345 in Japan, a Japanese country called Exit uh, will quit your job for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Just, you see in the office and some guy just like puts the phone down really confused, like, I don't think Jeff works here anymore. <laughs> I think he's now Japanese. <laughs> Apparently there's just a lot of pressure as far as quitting jobs is concerned. Enough for this company oh, to charge £375. No, £345. Yeah. To do it for you. Maybe it's a shame thing. There's shame in quitting well, your job. Maybe. I mean, you, you, there's... It's just a high-pressure situation to go in and be like, I, I need to... I, I, I want to quit. Yeah, and it depends. What, I mean, if they get all the stuff from your desk for you. Yeah. I all understand. the little I, stuff I, like that and do that and put you together. Like, I was I was a bit nervous about telling my old boss when I had to leave. Yeah. I, I get it, but not enough to pay 400 quid. To... <laughs> I've just stopped working at some places. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Nick? And he was never seen again. <laughs> and they phoned me and be like, I'm in London. Why? Funeral or something. <laughs> All right. Were you coming back? No. No. No, funeral. Yeah, it's a funeral forever. It's mine. <laughs> Death is eternal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't work here anymore. Okay. And then I've gone to places and I'm just not on the rotor anymore. It's like, oh, we yeah. thought you stopped. Yeah. No, but I can. I don't mind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I think I was working um, up here. Uh, during university and I wasn't here over New Year's and I think they got pissed off. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't live... I'm here for, as a student. I moved up and down. And they went, oh, okay, fine. So then I came back up in January and I just wasn't on the road anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I don't mind. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's uh, it's £345 for a full-time job, uh, 275 <laughs> for a part-time job and a 70 quid discount for a repeat customer. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. Hey, we've quitted as you before. Yeah. I wonder whether they go, how, what, you know, if someone, if a Japanese firm flew over somebody over here, yeah, dressed up as me and went into the office to, to quit, I'd pay lots more than that. <laughs> I'd be like, I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I want to quit my job, but I want someone to impersonate me quitting my job. Yeah. That would make me feel much better. Um, I've got to run downstairs real quick. Vix can't get in the door. Okay, sure. <laughs> Lots of edits, fun times. Yeah. I think we've paused. No, we haven't. Jeez, you actually kicked her in the face. What? I'm just telling them what you did. Oh, right. Stupid bitch. Can't get in the door. <laughs> Kick you in the face. I left the keys in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Maria Sharapova's court grunt has been, <laughs> a weird sentence, has been recorded at a volume of 101 decibels. That's louder than a mo- motorcycle, a lawnmower, a small aircraft, and it's only five decibels less than a lion's roar. <laughs> she did it in a courtroom. No, she's a tennis player. 
Her on court oh, tennis grunt. court grunt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That shit. <laughs> That line? No, five it's, decibels lower than a line. It's Maria Sharapova. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good app. <laughs> Is that Maria what? Sharapova? <laughs> Ding! Yeah. Oh, fair enough. What? Guys looking that at a lion. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maria Sharapova. I don't think it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. You're looking nice today, Maria. <laughs> 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 Only 98 that time, Maria. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um, and finally, the radon health mines in southern Montana are filled with radioactive radon gas. Tourists pay to go to the mines and breathe in the radioactive air in order to improve their health. They also drink radioactive water during these treatments. I read this and I was like, that's not real. Apparently it is. And I'm not saying it was not. Oh, but like, I just saw it and I was like, that seems ridiculous. And I think I saw it on something like The Onion. It yeah. wasn't The Onion. It's something that does report genuine things. Yeah. But like, it was one of those things where sometimes they poked some... <laughs> 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 some, some, some sour cream and sometimes... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it seems like... Uh, I mean, people do weird things. People steam their vaginas for some reason. <laughs> yeah. People... I, I don't know if this is real. Yeah. Or if it would work. But if you stood in front of a jet engine, do you think that would help exfoliate your skin? <laughs> Briefly. <laughs> <laughs> I want more health experts like that. Yeah. You're like, yeah, just stick your head in a fire. That'll, that'll, that'll dry out any too moisturised skin. Yeah. You too much moisturiser in your face, put your head in a fire. That'll work. Yeah. Yeah. But just do, there's no, like, stand in front of a massive amount of exhaust. Like, <laughs> don't put your head in, don't put your head in an oven. That's not a good. That's yeah. good advice, I guess, isn't it? How big a fan is too big a fan? <laughs> <laughs> it puts me. Yeah, it affects me in some way. Yeah, I was gonna freeze myself a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, do Why cryotherapy. Didn't you? I'd rang them up and they didn't get back to me. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was going through my bad customer service phase. At the same time, I got the time massage that week. Yeah. I was gonna do a bunch of health stuff, and uh, yeah, this place. There's so many places that I rang up that didn't exist anymore. And it was kind of like one of those things where like they had a phone number. I rang them, left them voicemails, set, left them a voicemail, sent them an email, didn't hear back from them from ages. And then I think a couple of weeks later, they phoned me and didn't leave a voicemail. And I was like, I had to Google the number. I was like, oh, okay, maybe they got back to me. Yeah. But I'd be quite interested in freezing myself. Yeah. That cool cryotherapy kind of thing. <laughs> it's a weird to-do list, man. Well, no, I used to do it all the Hand time. Handjob, curries, cryotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, it's just, I like, I've done, so I, you know, I did hot yoga, thought might as well freeze, you know, yeah. two different sides of the podium, podium, <laughs> seesaw. Um, but I've always reacted, I don't react that well to heat, so I'm trying to build up my reaction to heat, because I don't really get hot. Yeah. So it's like, oh, let's try and do that. And I did that, and then I got a cold, which I don't know what that says about my body. <laughs> what, you <Yeah>. think, <laughs> we're going to be cold. Um, but yeah, it's good because I've always done like plunge pools and ice. Yeah, swimming, I think that stuff, stuff yeah. like it, which is really good. When that's essentially what cryotherapy is, is just for three minutes sit in a plunge pool. I've done that. Yeah, and I've always felt really good about it. And people see it, they go like, "Oh, it seems really straight." Yeah. People find it like, "Oh, this is ridiculously painful." I need the sh- done it loads of times. I need the shock. Like I've seen there's like loads of benefits to having brief cold showers, like in the morning or mm. and stuff like that. But I. For some reason, I just can't fucking do it. But I can jump in a in a plunge pool. I yeah. need to not have to think about it. Right. Like just ah, I'm freezing. 
and can't do anything now, so I best just be freezing. <laughs> but with a shower, you've almost got a choice to like walk away. Yeah, yeah. But I've always just felt good in cold <laughs> situations. Yeah. That's just like I feel more comfortable when I'm cold than when I'm hot. Yes, definitely. And I think I think just yeah, when I when my temperature goes up too high, I tend to get a little bit more faint, a little bit more nauseous. I just get aggy. And then when when I get as in like exercising in a like sort like in a sauna, yeah, like I have to I had to really start to push myself. I started timing myself a bit more, like I try and get in a sauna for like twenty minutes, mm. and like the last five minutes I'm like, oh my god, even then like I'm not of that hot sauna just because I'm just not used to it, but managed to push like twenty. And uh, in the ice baths, I've always been like, no, this is actually quite nice. Yeah, I actually quite enjoy being freezing cold. Yeah, it's just it's more familiar because used to swim in ice lakes and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, Western medicine, uh, so yeah, just can't defeat me. So yeah, this used to do that. So yeah, I was going to do that, and that, that could be quite cool. Yeah, I think that's related to something that you were talking about. I can't remember how I got there. Uh, something about freezing myself. Yeah, was it some kind of oh, putting your the head radon on, mines? Yeah, radon mines. People going through weird phases to try and get yeah. healthy. It's going to I guess the same as chemotherapy. <laughs> chemotherapy is good for the skin. It's, it's terrible. For you. <laughs> yeah, it's, might as well yeah. go. We're gonna do it in a mine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to drink weird water. Why is your kettle glowing? We talked a while ago about um, people anthropomorphizing stupid ideas, which I think is making more sense. Whereas, like, if the image makes sense to you, then you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, I remember, I think it was Beyonce, uh, talking about <laughs> earlier, but there was a while ago, there was a fad diet that was honey and hot water. Right, yeah. I think that was a Beyonce. It was some kind of pop singer diet and you go like that makes such no sense but mm. if you go well it's more than liquid so it's kind of fine you go, okay it's just like, sugar whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah but you're drinking but you're drinking something thick so therefore you, your body is ingesting food you're like sure. no it's not it's no. just you just think that, that you make that jump so yeah it's radiation i mean radiation's fine like, no <laughs> it's not yeah but it is i know plenty <laughs> of cancer patients who've lost weight Sure, you have, yeah, <laughs> but and maybe through this, this, but it's not the best way to do it. <laughs> just chill the fuck. I've always said about um, body, your body is just an advertisement of your lifestyle. Yeah, and if you want to, some people want the body of an incredibly active lifestyle without having the lifestyle. And it's mm. just like, well, just be happy with who the fuck you are, and if you want to have a different lifestyle with a different body, do it. Yeah, but people, yeah, like, no, no, it's because I've got low this or low that or because my metabolism has changed over the years it's like no nah, i think you've just changed <laughs> don't care what it is just fucking you have to change with it if you want to do something yeah so i'm at nick's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any more stuff this week no no that's All it good cool so yeah i'm at nick snip i'm at sing it steve We're at pulling teeth pod and we are wisdom at pulling teeth podcast.com Yes. Yes. We've both got teeth problems. So yeah. now it is a podcast about teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the irony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>